Greetings and thank you for choosing to listen to the First Love podcast from First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, for Sunday, September 6, 2020. Reverend Jonathan Warren's sermon title today is Prayer Transforms. Search me. Our first scripture reading is 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 12. Our special music is sung by soloist Donna Stair, performing Behold the Lamb. And our second scripture reading is Psalms 139, 1 through 6, 13 through 18, and 23 through 24. This is the first of our four-week series on prayer, and we are also giving away a free CD compilation of all the different performances this last year, and a DVD of the Christian puppet shows performed by Jay and Valerie. Simply contact the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, by using the contact information in our closing announcement after today's sermon. We pray that you have a safe, healthy, and peace-filled week. God bless. As we prepare for our scripture reading, let us join together in the prayer for illumination. Let us pray together. Pour out your Holy Spirit, O God, and prepare our hearts to accept your word. Silence in us any voice but your own, that hearing we may also obey your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our first scripture reading comes to us from the book of Timothy, the second book. Chapter 1, verses 6 through 12. Let us listen to the word of God. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, But according to his own purpose and grace, this grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher, and for this reason I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard until that day what I have entrusted to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Slain 
forgiveness at the cross. So we share in this bread of life, and we drink of his sacrifice as a sign of our bonds of peace around the table. body of our Savior, Jesus Christ, torn for you. Eat and remember the wounds that heal the death, that brings us life, paid the price to make us one. So we share in this bread of As we read Psalm 139, this is where I'm going to get most of my preaching from, but I know you have this printed in your bulletin, so I wondered if you might be able to grab a pencil or a pen, if you have a Bible even, I want you to especially star those last two verses, 23 and 24, or underline them as we go through them. That's the prayer that I'll be emphasizing in this. 
Let's listen to the word of God. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes behold my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. I tried to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end. I am still with you. And here's those last two verses. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know about you, but these several months during this pandemic certainly have felt more like years. So it's not been six months. It's been six years, right? Feels like the days go longer and longer, and we're growing weary. We tire of our own homes and the same conversations we tire of losing connection with others and of regulations and stipulations that are new and changing frequently. We tire of manipulation and fear and that there is little end in sight. So if the months feel like years, how do we go on any longer? This month we're going to be talking about something that can sustain us, prayer. Now, this isn't a quick fix. On the surface, it might seem simple, as simple as a song. It's actually not that easy to do. It may push and pull you in directions that you may not want to go. Over the next few weeks, over these four weeks, we'll look into Scripture, to other prayers, to teach us exactly how and why to pray, pray. And how prayer can help us through adversity. How prayer has helped folks through isolation and fear. Through loss. Through pandemics. Through recessions. Through wars. Through oppression. Prayer has the power to transform us. But the key to transformation is a willing heart. A willing heart. We have to allow God in. We must allow God to change and challenge us. We must allow God to work in and through us. We must be open and willing to follow God's direction. 
It's certainly easy to be reticent about prayer. Maybe you've wondered if you've prayed the right things. What should we pray during this pandemic? What about my family and loved ones? What about those who are sick? What about the person in the grocery store unwilling to wear a mask? What about all the problems our world faces? The looting and violence, trafficking, protesting, police brutality, suffering, hunger, systemic racism, the list goes on and on. What are appropriate prayers? Are my concerns God's concerns? Prayer not only surrounds us, but so do our questions. In these next four weeks, we'll be talking about how prayer, prayer transforms and we'll ask God to search me, to help me, to mold me, and to send me. But today, we're going to focus on praying for God to search me. At its heart, prayer is simple. It, it's simply a way we communicate with God. We trust that God not only created the cosmos, but also re- wishes to relate to us. And we know this when we read the 139th Psalm. It says, You have searched me and known me. You discern my thoughts from far away and are acquainted with all my ways. Now, as we begin this journey of how prayer transforms, we discover that God knows us better than we know ourselves. Prayer isn't about something we have to do. It's not about having something memorized or sounding pious. One scholar says prayer is a vital conversation about what matters to us with the living God who loves us. God wants to have a relationship with us, a conversation with us, even though we're far from perfect. The psalmist ends with these words, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. So what happens when I pray for God to search me? What does God see when he looks upon our hearts? It's in the psalm that we learn how God loves us, knowing our gifts and strengths as well as our sins and faults. Which might be a little scary, right? But God loves us. God knows us, the good and the bad. As we pray, as we have this vital conversation with someone who loves us, we recognize that God isn't after what the world is after. Most of our world has a scheme, a motive, an agenda. Our world desires power and and money, desires fame. God's love and relationship is unconditional. God looks beyond the bad, beyond the selfish, searches our heart. God knows who we are. God knows our potential. Now, God also knows what we lack, yet God loves us and wants us to live into who we were created to be. And the living God can give us a vision like no other. 
God doesn't have that agenda. He doesn't have the scheme. And so God only looks for the good. Now, the amazing thing about prayer is once you open that relationship up with God, once you start communicating in a real and honest way, God can give you these amazing visions of how the world can be. The very last verse of 139, the last part of the Search Me prayer, it says, See if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So, asking God to search me turns to asking God to lead me. Did you see that? Search me, O God, and know my heart, and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me and lead me into a relationship with you. Search me and lead me into a conversation with you. Search me and lead me into communion with you and with others. God knows our hearts and God loves us and knows what we need. And God can lead us into amazing visions of how this world can be. Now, one of my favorite examples of this is Mother Teresa. At the beginning of the bulletin, if you look at the very front, you'll see a poem called Anyway. It's right under the box. It was found framed on the wall in Calcutta, on the, on the wall of Mother Teresa's home for children. And a few lines from this poem stand out to me. The first two lines. People are unreasonable, illogical, self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Do good anyway. And then the last line. Give the world the best you have, and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you have anyway. Early in her life, Mother Teresa was encouraged by Jesus to bring light to the poorest places of the world. She had a conversation with Christ. And she spent most of her life as a nun working among the poor and terminally ill on the streets of Calcutta, India. For this and for her advocacy work on behalf of the poor, she received the Nobel Prize in 1979. Then in 2007, Doubleday published a collection of letters by Mother Teresa called Come Be My Light. Until these letters were published, very few people knew about the inner spiritual turmoil and darkness that Mother Teresa experienced for most of her life. For example, in 1956, she wrote this letter to her archbishop. I want to say to you something, but I do not know how to express it. I am longing with a painful longing to be all for God, to be holy in such a way that Jesus can live his life to the full in me. The more I want him, the less I am wanted. I want to love him as he has not been loved, and yet there is that separation, that terrible emptiness, that feeling of absence of God. The whole book is an amazing testimony to her life 
For almost 60 years, Mother Teresa served God even though she rarely felt God's presence. At times, she even felt abandoned by God. And yet she kept praying, she kept worshiping, she kept serving in some of the most desolate and depressing circumstances imaginable. Now, I don't know about you, but that happens to me. There are times of emptiness, there are times of absence of God. Mother Teresa asked God to search her. Bring out the goodness inside of her. And even when, in her prayerful conversation with God, she felt that God was not not there to hear her, Mother Teresa continued to live out the vision God gave her. If God can search her, and in some way God leads her, even if she doesn't feel God's presence always with her, And that means God can search you and me. And God can lead us even when we don't feel so close to God. Maybe that's how you're feeling now. Especially in this time when months feel like years. Mother Teresa lived by these words in this poem. Anyway, that's displayed in that children's home. It was displayed so others would live this way too, to love the world anyway. Even if the world and people were cruel, even if it acted just the way the world does, to do it anyway. And in living this way, she lived in a way that she embodied the love of Christ. Jesus loved people anyway, in spite of their bad uh, mixed in with the good. God loves people anyway. God loves you and me anyway. Even when God searches us and finds us a mixed bag, God used an imperfect person like Mother Teresa, led her to live out his vision in India. God also uses imperfect people here in Jacksonville to build the kingdom of God. When we ask God to search us, we know that he will not find anything surprising. God already knows our thoughts and our hearts. So this week, I want you to begin your prayers. Pray every day. Psalm 139, 23 through 24. I told you earlier to underline it, to highlight it in your Bible, put it in your bulletin, tear out that page and take it with you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And then take a deep breath each day after praying this. And pray openly. Have a vital conversation with God. Sing. Think. Talk out loud. 
Because we find out that search me turns to lead me into a relationship, into a conversation, into communion with God and with others. Asking God to search me begins prayer that opens a real and genuine communication between us and God. For God knows exactly what we need. God loves us and will lead us into a new and good vision for our world to love people anyway, to do good anyway, to give the world the best you have anyway. Let's close with this simple prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. If you found this material inspiring and would like to support our ministry here at First Love from the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, please send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You can also contribute through your financial institution, through bill pay. And if an account number is necessary, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number at First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's O-F-F-I-C-E at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. You can join our live stream video of Sunday services, which start at 9.55 a.m. on Sunday at www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. That's www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. We also have a Facebook page called Presbyterians with a Purpose at www.facebook.com slash groups slash 2217613822. 71153 slash. Presbyterians for a Purpose is a group for anyone needing to get in contact with someone else during these challenging times. If you wish to attend our 10 a.m. services on Sunday in person, please come in the north door. A nurse will take your temperature. The nurse will then press a button to open the door to limit touching surfaces. Another volunteer will open the inner door. While moving around, please wear your mask. Once seated, you can remove your mask. We pray you have a safe, joyful, and healthy week. God bless.